So we're talking about today a miracle mindset, you know, because we have to walk in this miracle mindset and we have to believe God to do miracles, not just during Christmas time, because, you know, we talked about the glory and God's releasing glory and how Jesus was born in the glory and in his whole life, you see the glory revealed because he was the only begotten of the father that he came from. He was resurrected by the glory of God. And out of the glory comes miracles. Out of the Father's glory comes the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So I just want us to just focus on these things tonight because there is going to be a release for you. And I don't even think, it's not even by the laying on of hands. It's just going to be in the atmosphere tonight to grab if you can grab it. But you have to have spiritual senses to go up and grab it. Amen. And so <clears throat> going into 2023... I'm just believing, I want you to believe with me, that God begins to just move us into this glory ease flow where the miraculous is easy. Like God's miracles just flow in this place. Amen. And it's flowing out of his love, his compassion, and all these things. But there's going to be some principles that we talk about right now. And I want to talk about mindsets. Because mindsets are usually the things that cause us to trade. And if you didn't listen to last week's message and you're online, you should go look at last week's message because even for me, I was like, I got such good feedback, so that tells me that you, you know, if you missed it, you should check it, okay? It was really good, and um, anyway, I don't usually toot my own horn, but I felt like it was really, really good. I did it, yeah. So mindsets, what are mindsets? Let's just stop. We're talking about miracle mindsets in this place. How many know what a miracle is? Miracle is something that you can't do and only God can do. And it comes out of a realm that you can't understand, but only God understands and only God has access to. But I want you to know that having a miracle mindset becomes a place where you have a mindset that you can step in and pull things from the miraculous realm. Amen? Amen. It comes out of the glory. It comes out of the ease. It's nothing that you can do. It could, it could be the Lord completely straightening a spine. It could be God like coming up with crazy financial provision. It could be any like it could be an eye growing back. Like I was testifying about um, the, the evangelist Rambo from India and how you know eyes wouldn't even develop. They'd just be able to see out of them. That's not even a creative miracle. It's just a miracle. Wait, he doesn't have an eye, but he can see out of the eye. How is that theologically? It's not. Okay? So we're talking about a miracle realm where God is, and he can do anything he wants whenever he wants to do it. And we want to give him full permission to do those things. And we want to come into agreement with those things. So what's a mindset? The mindset, the mindset is a, an established set of attitudes Stop. Attitudes set by someone or a people group. A mindset. Okay, what's the attitude mean? It's a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something, typically one that reflects in a person's behavior. See, what we believe, we get attitudes on... <laughs> We're going to get into two different ways of thinking. There's all kinds of things that we can just talk about mindsets in itself that is going to challenge you because the Lord wants us to have a mindset for his miraculous, and you can't do that with old thinking. And you can't do that with thinking that won't move. You can't do that with fixed. There's going to be two things I talk about, fixed mindsets. If you have a fixed mindset, you're not changing. You're not changing, and your attitude is one way. Like mine is towards the rapture right now. One way. Quiet. All right? The Holy Spirit has to change things. And so there's two, two things. Um, a, a fixed mindset 
in a growth mindset. Is your mindset growing? Is it expanding? Is God opening you up to greater things and greater ways of thinking? You hear me? No, this, this is just going to be foundational for where we have to go. Because if we don't change our mindsets, we're not going anywhere. Like we can pray for miracles all day, but if you don't have a mindset that will just pull the miracle towards you, that means that you have to get everything out of the way. All the old, right? right remember this, right? When you have old things, like God wants to teach old dogs new tricks. No, seriously, because we use that. Can't teach a dog, you know, an old dog new tricks. No, it doesn't matter how long you've been in Jesus. doesn't matter how long you've been in the kingdom. The Lord is trying to shift your mind out of old stuff. It might have even been good last season, but it's not good for this season. And the Holy Spirit has to do it, but you have to come into agreement with him so that it can be finished and completed. Why? Because he, he's the one that does the good work in you, and he's the one that will complete it. Right? And so these, and a growth, you know, a growth mindset, you're more open, you're ready, you're, you're open to challenges. Some of us don't like challenges. Some of us, like, don't like, and so let me just stop there for a minute, because <laughs> here's, <laughs> here's how I drive people out of the church. No, I don't mean right now. I just mean in general because of my attitude, my, my posture towards certain things is if you don't like to be challenged and you don't like to be pressed on certain things, you may become irritated and agitated and say, or discouraged in some way, which that's not my, my reason for doing anything. But as an apostolic ministry and an apostolic house, you will always be challenged not to stay status quo. You will always be challenged to move higher and go deeper. You will always be challenged and not in striving, but God wants to move us from a place of stagnancy. And I, I don't do well with stagnant. I don't do well with it in my own life, so I don't want to tolerate it in your life. And that's not pastoral. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because pastors kind of pet that stuff. It's okay. And sometimes I'm like, it's okay. But for a little while, it's not going to be okay. If it continues, like if stagnancy and apathy continues, you'll run out of here because I, I just don't do well with it. Right? Is that okay? You love me still? I just don't, I don't, I think it's demonic. spiritual if it's there's an issue if we continue to go back into a, like a lullaby and go to bed and i'm not talking about striving i'm talking about moving in kingdom realms and this is why we're going after them i'm i'm personally going after this miraculous mindset myself because there's areas in my life that disturb me because i get critical i get critical so god wants me to get delivered of criticism and pushing my critic, my critical mindset on other people because I think they need to change. Ha <laughs> ha, I need to change. Okay? You know, some of us don't do well with being told to do things. It's rebellion. It's rebellion. If we don't take instruction well, that's a mindset. It's a rebellious mindset. We could call it sin. Of course it is. It's as a sin of witchcraft. Hmm. Why am I going here? Let's just go. Three key mindsets to growing kingdom and miracle mindsets. Okay? It's a kingdom mindset, really. If we're going to move in the miraculous, it's kingdom right? And the Lord wants us. He, you carry the kingdom, but you have to have a, a, a mindset of abundance. You have to have a mindset that God is way bigger than you or I, and he can do anything he wants at any time, and he can provide whatever he wants at any given moment. We just don't know where the source is, and that's the problem. We don't know. And so you have to have a mindset that the Lord is in control, and he's the God of, of abundance, and you have to have a mindset that God, you're big. You're way bigger than I am. You can do anything you want to do. 
anytime you want to do it. The second thing is having a positive mindset. You want to have a, a mindset that's uplifting. And, you know, the Bible says not to, not to whine, but to speak well of one another, right? And so God wants us to grow in this. It, it, it's a meditating on the good things. Like, that's what Paul tells us to do. Meditate on those things that are good, lovely. Right? So that we can walk. If we're, if we're always looking at the negative, it brings you back to nothing. Think of this. Polar opposites. Negative is a minus. Minus. You deplete yourself in negativity. Positivity, and I'm not talking some, you know, I'm talking this is, this isn't the gospel, but I'm telling you, if we start thinking with our speech being positive, it changes and shifts things. Because you have to change things around you. It happens by, thou shalt not whine. That's the 11th commandment. <laughs> thou shalt not whine. Right? If I, if I whine... It just begins to release a negative frequency all around me. And that's not new age. I'm just saying it's like a frequency that you emanate because you always are in lack. And you always need. And you're always the bottom. You're not the head. You're the tail. Wrong. You're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. And that's just not a good faith scripture. It's the truth over you. It's God's blessing over your life. I'm going to have a hard time getting through this tonight, guys. A growth mindset that God is ever wanting to grow you on the inside. God wants you to grow. God wants you to increase. The Lord is all about abundance, walking with a positive confession, I don't even care if it's fake. Sometimes you just got to fake it till you make it. Yeah. Sometimes it just has to happen. Sometimes you just shut your mouth and say the right thing instead of the thing you're feeling. You have to. You have to kill that thing. Seriously. And then the growth. God is always wanting us to ever increase. And so growth is and increase is important. In walking in the miraculous and walking in the kingdom. It is so important. And I can't reiterate this one enough. Because the Lord is, he doesn't deplete, he increases. And he may remove things to bring increase again. But he will, you know, the, the pruning happens. Because he's trying to get rid of the negative. The things that don't help you to grow. The things that are sucking life out of you, that are not causing you to grow, they're causing you to deplete. Because these things are, are taking your energy, they're taking your time, and God wants to prune your life. Amen? Yeah. So I'm just going to go back to the scripture in Luke chapter 1. I feel like this is the only scripture I preach during Christmas season. But Luke chapter 1 and verse 34, where we know that Mary had this encounter. Mary had an encounter with Gabriel, like not a low-level angel. Like Gabriel, the one who announces everything that's happening on the planet. And he comes and he announces that the Savior is going to be born through Mary. And why? Because she was a pure vessel. That she was ready and willing to do whatever it took to bring forth Jesus into the earth. So everyone in this room should be prepared in their heart to do the same thing that we're going to read in this, in this from, from 34 to 38. Because I am telling you, if we have this mindset, let it be unto me according to the words that you speak, but we, we, we want to go with our own words. Let me just read it. Then Mary said to the angel, verse 34, as he announces this thing, How can this be, since I do not know a man? 
And the angel answered and said to her, Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Remember that word overshadow means transfiguration. It's the same word that's in, used in Romans chapter 12 that, be, that says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. These are all the same words in the Greek. It's the same word. Overshadow, it's all the same. So there was something that was happening, and when, when the angel, when the Holy Spirit came over her and dropped the word, the living word of God inside of her, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the earth, she came into agreement with that. But can I tell you, her heart was already prepared. She didn't need an angel, although that's how it happened. Whatever God would have done in those moments, whether it was announced by an angel or not, I believe that she would have done whatever it was. And so he announces this, the, the, the power of the highest, the most high, will overshadow you, therefore also that the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. It's an announcement of Christ being birthed in Mary. And then the angel goes on to begin to say, now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived. And so the angel came to tell her two things. The, the Son of the living God is being born inside of you, and the one who's to prepare the way is being, for some reason, the lineage of Mary was highlighted and the favor of God was on the lineage because they were willing to bring forth. Now, he came naturally, but he was going to be the prophet that prepared the way for Jesus' coming into the earth. And then he says this. He says, yeah, who, the one who was called barren. So... Yes, it had by, happened by natural means, but she was barren. And here we go. It says this. It says, for with God, nothing. Nothing will be impossible. I'm sending the Savior to the earth through you. He's going to manifest his life through you, and your life is going to bring glory and it's going to be a miraculous sign through the, all the ages that Christ came through the virgin birth. We make so light of it, kind of. I feel like we don't honor the obedience and the fullness of what God did through one woman. And then her reply is this. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And then <laughs> the angel left. Just come into agreement and boom. Gone. And so there's a dimension I feel like the Lord wants to release for us today, for every one of us. That as we shift a mindset and we're asking the Lord, God, will you change my mind? Will you transform my mind? Will the overshadowing that happened to Mary overshadow me? You hear me? Will that very overshadowing change what's inside of me? And what I don't want to do is I don't want to leave here again and we hit Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> And I'm building over there. Actually, it's been a lot of joy. And actually, last night, I was just totally whacked from the worship. Just till I smashed my hand a couple times. But, <laughs> but I'm saying there's a joy and a, and a fulfillment and a, a feeling of like, God, you're already in this place flowing. Like he's already overshadowing your life. You just have to acknowledge that he's there and moving in, your, in the midst of what he's doing. So there's a miracle dimension that God wants to open up for us. And what happens in, from the miraculous? 
I'll tell you what happens. Deaf ears open. Blind eyes open. Spines straighten. Bones mend. That's just the physical. Right? Organs grow back. Addicts are delivered. The worst of the worst are changed by the blood of Jesus and the realm of the miraculous. Because if you looked at me 30 years ago, you would have said, this guy, they all said I would be dead by the time I was 20. I made it to 23 and then got saved. He's going to be the first one dead. Pronouncement over my life. All the other parents. Oh, he's no good. Stay away. But the light of God. Right? So bondages fall in the realm of the miraculous. Like chains that you've been walking in, mindsets can be chains. Hello. Financial breakthroughs can happen in a second. God can change financial conditions in a moment. I believe that. I believe that God will make this place a radical storehouse, that there will be no needs. It's got to start. But it comes with us saying, let it be unto you according to your word. And what does that mean? Oh, I tell you what that means. I'll take another offering. That means I give without thinking, my ch- I, this doesn't compute. Like, I, no, seriously, and we went through seasons like that. Like, I'm giving this, and we don't have it. As a matter of fact, this isn't in the budget for the month. This is like way over the budget for the month and we get two kids and we got life and two cars and a house and a mortgage and so as disciples ready matthew chapter 10 you can look at it later but five through eight we know this he he charges the disciples to do what Go. Just go. He doesn't say go pray for the sick. He says go. Command sickness to go. Command demons to go. Command the dead people to rise up. Command, command, command. Walk in authority. And this is what I'm talking. The miraculous is going to bring authority in your life. Why? Because you know who he is and you know who you are in him. And that doesn't mean that walking... And, and doing the working of miracles is your identity because it is not. The signs and wonders are not your identity. He's, your, he's the one who made you. He's the one who's, who's fulfilled all things in you. But, but they were instructed not to just articulate and have good sermons. <laughs> right? Paul said it. Paul said it. I didn't come to you with persuasive words because actually... The scholars say that he wasn't a good he wasn't good at talking. I know we have all the writing. But he wasn't good at speaking in front of people or preaching. But he'd move into a place and the realm of God would come. And when he sweat and he put it on his aprons and they gave it away, the sick were healed. Even though he was a scholar and he knew, that's why we have two-thirds of the New Testament written by him. Because his intelligence level was way higher than his way to articulate. He said, I didn't come to you with persuasive words. He said, I came to you with demonstration and power. And so everyone in this room is called to live as a disciple because he sent his disciples it was funny, I was having a conversation about tongues the other day, and I'm thinking, you know, why is it so controversial? I'm thinking, the, the apostolic ministry is controversial. Like, oh, it all ended. It all ended. 
It all ended back when they all passed away. Uh-uh. So we want to minister from the position of kingdom, authority, and that will release a strong flow of the miraculous. Listen, you're living. I said these just practical things, right? Because it's God's provision, but it's a miraculous provision. Can I tell you, we've watched as people have been healed in this place. I've watched as testimonies came just on Tuesday. Humbling, really, for me, of what God has done in people's lives, not even just last week, but continually watching as transformation has happened because of just the miracle of them being able to trust this ministry. That's a miracle because you don't know what other people have gone through. Are you hearing me? And so this is so powerful because the Lord wants the whole body to be like you should come in here and feel at ease and feel at home and feel like you belong, not like you're an outcast. And I'm telling you, there will be a point, and we'll get into all this because we'll start. January is going to be a whole new ball of wax that I feel like we feel like the Lord is just opening up to get ready and just go back to Acts chapter 2 and just begin to go through and really talk about the apostolic gospel. Talk about going from house to house. Talk about what the, what the church should actually look like. Because this, this is only a portion of it. There's a whole other realm that we don't even tap into. Because why? We, we're busy and we got schedules. And I'm not saying that we, we have to make, you know, do things to make it look right. But there is a portion that God is going to download for us in the days ahead. Where the apostolic ministry it's going to be increased from what you've even seen in acts chapter 2 it has to because we can't live in what we have right now there's no way even if this whole room was filled today or the next 200 seats are filled in the next building whatever it looks like there's no way that i could do it all me and my wife will be burnt out and tired and so there has to be like where it says one comes with a word, the other comes with a psalm. There has to be a movement in the body that begins to take place, and it will release the miraculous. I promise you, it will release a pure flow of miraculous in our midst. Because it shouldn't be just one guy, I was going to say with a white suit, doing the miracles. No, I'm serious. That's not, I love Benny. But it shouldn't be just about the one guy or the one woman. Flamboyant, you know, just the ability to bring God into a room. Everyone in this room has the ability to bring forth the Lord into the room. So when you know that you're a son and a daughter, then you don't question how God wants to use you. Do you understand that? And so, let's just go. I hit a couple things here. And I already skipped one of the scriptures that I was going to do, so we better just catch up. I'm going to Mark, chapter 5. I know I was already there a few weeks ago. I just want to hit this again because it's so important. So you have Jesus here, chapter 5. It's like Miracle Central. I'm serious. It's like he's moving. Demon-possessed man gets set free, you know, comes into, he's about to go and pray for this woman, this girl who's dead. And just in the, it, while he's in motion, miracle's in motion, while he's in motion, a woman who's got an issue of blood for 12 years just gets radically healed. Not because he did anything, just because she touched him. And so it says this in verse 35. Now, he just said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Like, a miracle just happened. And now we're back, go back 
we're going back to Jarius. Is it Jarius? I don't know if it's Jarius. It's another, it's another person. But while he was still speaking, some, some, some came from the ruler of the synagogue, synagogue's house, who said, your daughter is dead. While he was still, stop right there because we just have to stop. While he was still speaking, while he just said this, there was an interruption. While a woman that had an issue for 12 years was miraculously healed like she knew virtue hit her body and he did nothing. We have some wise guy show up and say, your daughter's dead, don't bother the teacher. I don't know about you, but I feel like there's something wrong with that. Ever read your Bible? No, sometimes I, the obvious is not the obvious, right? What we think we see, we don't really see. But there was no, this person came out of nowhere, and we have this all the time. People that want to speak over what Jesus is already saying and declaring. Like God is wanting us to come into agreement with him, and we've got other people saying contrary things that, no, that's not going to work. Don't bother because it's too far gone. This case, it's over. But it says this, ready? I'm going back to, ready? We go back to a mindset because Jesus walked with a miracle mindset. It says this, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, don't be afraid, only believe. In other words, he contradicted the negative with the positive. He contradicted the old thinking, like this thing's dead, it's not going to come alive, and he came with the word that said, no, she shall surely live. Bring me there. And it said he permitted no one to follow him except for Peter, James, and John. Why? Because they had a miracle mindset. Because they believed they had seen too much not to believe any different. They lived with him day in, day out. I don't even know if they'd gone to the mountain yet with him and saw him transfigured. I don't think they did. But the reality was they were living with him daily and watching him do things of the miraculous. So Mary, when the angel of the Lord says, with God, all things are possible. I have a feeling Peter, James, and John saw this over his life all constantly. Nothing is impossible, right? And it says that, then they came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw, saw a tumult and, and those who were, they, they were all weeping and crying. Like they hired people for this. No, they did. Like this was culture. They were like crying, mourning. She's dead already. And he told them basically, get out of here. And he says, why are you making a commotion? Why are you weeping? She's not. See, here, here's the thing with Jesus. And here's the thing with a miracle mindset. He saw her just sleeping. And so all of us, all of us in this room have to walk with a mindset that God has something deeper he wants to do and we can overcome. Listen to me. I believe this, that Jesus was speaking from another dimension and he was subduing one reality so that he could bring forth another. Right? And it's the convergence of two spiritual forces at once. It's the prophetic anointing, and it's the faith realm connecting. Listen to me. Awful quiet in here. Hopefully you're learning. See, what happens is they married each other at this moment because he just began to speak, and he declared things. And this is what I've said before, that with the prophetic anointing in your mouth, that's why your confession, we don't want to be fake about it. And I said, you know, 
fake it till we make it. But really, the reality is God wants you to speak the things that come forth so that you can be able to create a reality. And the problem is most of us are not speaking forth things that create a faith reality. We're creating some other reality. It's the things we threw out the door. I'm not going to speak of them anymore. Right? Because we threw them out the door. And if you threw them out the door, you leave them out the door. You don't let them back in. It's just like Jesus did many times, right? He, he told the people just, he went in, went by himself, closed the door behind him. Because sometimes we don't need to hear other people's opinions on what God wants to do. As a matter of fact, I would say most of the time you don't need to hear other people's opinions on what you think God's speaking for you to do. I mean, we want wisdom and we want those things and we want wise counsel. But I'm telling you, if God said it and he spoke it and you know it, you need to go with it. Amen. And so then we see the whole the whole thing coming down, and 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 you know the result. He he calls her forth, Talitha Kum. He just begins to call the little girl forth, and she comes back to life. And so faith aggressively. Can I say this? Matthew eleven twelve. Faith aggressively demands that the promise of God is fulfilled not going to read it just write it Matthew 11 12 it aggressively I'm not talking we did, we fake something or we try to make something happen I'm saying that when you know who you are and you know what the word says and we abide in the word and we live in move in what he's doing we say something we speak it and it creates a reality that breaks forth and it must bring forth the promise of God amen Faith pleases God, right? Hebrews 11.6. And it's important to note any time that we please God, any time we please God, I believe we receive something from Him. <laughs> I don't, you might not even know you're getting something, but when I receive something, when I release something and I do it in faith, I believe that the Lord smiles on it and I just have favor, like favor that I wouldn't know I would have. I believe that the Lord will bring favor out of just simple, we've talked about this Friday night, right? Simple acts of obedience bring the Lord in, and he just shows up. Like literally, if I think about this whole thing, working with the angels, ah, I get undone almost every day about it because I'm watching as the Lord just does things systematically and it's, and it's miraculous. I don't care what anyone says, it's miraculous. And we watch, we watch the Lord do so many things like this, right? I remember way back, we were in a home group. I'll do this testimony again. We were in a home group, and we prayed over a prayer cloth and sent it to Germany, and Crohn's was healed. Because I just felt like, let's just do this. And what's it going to hurt? And the girl just put it on her stomach healed gone so I didn't hear for months later you know but God is good he does things out of simple acts of obedience so the prophetic anointing ready your prophetic anointing operates in a dimension that's not bound to earthly time or limits look at me the Holy Spirit, when he speaks something to you and you begin to respond to that, just as he spoke to Mary, as she became, became, she came into agreement with the spoken word, it brought life and movement to that thing. Jesus, over and over, we'll see it over and over again, but he's trying to shift. He's trying to change our clothes. He's trying to change the things that we're wearing so that we can walk in the fullness of what he's doing. So it functions in the unlimited, the prophetic anointing, and the all-knowing nature of God. Now I'm just going to tell you this. That comes by seeking him. That comes by spending time with him. 
That comes by quieting. Remember last week we talked about slowing down? It's important that we learn to slow down so that we can hear the Holy Spirit. And when we hear the Holy Spirit, we move on what He says. And even, even so many times He just gives us little things, little nuggets to go by, little things that turns us in the right direction. And then when we find the next thing, God begins to open and expand that very thing that we walked into. Because I'll just say it by faith. I'm watch, I feel like I can sense already that there's a rumbling of the Holy Spirit one mile down the road. It's like Ken, Ken said something tonight, and I thought the same thing. Like, I've been like, I'm not here already. Like, I'm not here. Like, we're here, but I feel like I'm down the street already. It might be because I'm spending 60 hours a week down the street. <laughs> but I... You know, even walked in, and it was like, you know, we, we liked our little cave. This has been the cave of Adullam for eight years, you know? No, I'm serious, but it's a cave. Like, I didn't, we liked it then, we like it now. But I'm telling you, it's all glory over there. It's bright. I'm telling you, there's a few lights up, the new lights. I'm telling you, there's some shabba-dabba-doo over there. Already happening. It's already happening. It's God's already invaded that place. It was a church for whatever, 50 years before. And we're just coming with, a, with, with the fresh and the new, new paint. I got to clean out some of the vents. Ooh, Jesus, help me. I got 50 years of dust in there, man. Yeah. But the Lord is already like, I can sense it. And so it doesn't matter. It's not about the amount of people. It's about what God's going to do in people's lives in the moment. So here we go. He, the prophetic unction functions in the unlimited. And so by faith, we see things before they manifest. By faith, you see things before they manifest. Listen to me. That's what the seer gift does. You begin to see things. You begin to imagine things. You begin to dream with God. And you begin to see things before God does them. Watch, watch me. Because he wants to perform the thing that he's put inside your heart. He wants to bring it to birth. And when we come into agreement with those things, those things are going to come forth in fullness, right? Prophetic people speak that which has been revealed by their mouth and the mind of God. Giving you good notes. You should take good notes today. The Holy Spirit wants us to take what he speaks and begin to speak his mind into the earth. And the faith, listen, you, you can't even, this whole thing about faith, it's the spirit of faith that moves through you because you see something that God's already doing. But the problem is we come into agreement with the negative thing and don't believe the positive thing that God might, the unlimited thing that he can do through that one thought, that's God's thought, that he could perform in multiple ways, multi-dimensional ways in your life and in the people around you because it's for everyone else as well. Hmm. So this is the convergence of faith, the spirit of faith, and the prophetic in action, right? And it's the ability to see into another reality. I'll say that again, another reality. To subdue that which is in the earthly realm. Listen to me. Your, your prophetic authority comes to subdue the thing in the earth that needs to be taken care of. Even if that thing's inside of you. Oh, yeah, take that. Right? Why? Because we know what's in the heavenly realm. Because you know what's in the heavenly realm already, it takes care and it subdues the earthly thing. Or even the spiritual heavenly realms, right? Because there's principalities and powers and darkness and all those things, and those things need to be taken care of. Why? Through a prophetic declaration because I'm agreeing with something that's not happening in hell. Well, that's happening in hell, and I'm declaring it in the earth to come forth and be taken care of. 
right? So the natural, yeah, here it is. The natural dimension was swallowed up by, it's swallowed up. The natural dimension gets swallowed up by the miraculous dimension. And by, and the Lord cancels the plan of hell by what he shows you and you release. Wait a second. I said two things. What, I, what he shows you and you release. Right? Because he, if you, it's all good if you just see it, but it doesn't do the world any good. Because he's called you to act on it. And if you don't act on it, it doesn't help anyone. Right? So the miraculous shouldn't be uncommon. Right? Miracles shouldn't be uncommon. I'm telling you, as, the, as the, the realm between heaven and earth become thinner and thinner, as they are in these days, there is no reason why you shouldn't work, walk in the miraculous. That, like, why God wouldn't use you through a prophetic utterance and just stepping out in faith to change things around you. The problem is, ready, that we don't see and we don't discern what's happening and we decide that, oh, it'll take care of itself. No, it won't. He's looking for you to do it. <laughs> Come on, saints. He's looking for you to be the voice in the earth. He's looking for the church. He's looking for the ecclesia to be the voice in the earth. I went into full-blown teaching mode tonight. It's okay that you have something from God and you begin to say it to some of your peers. It's okay if you're in the workplace, and it's not to mess your life up, you know, but sometimes you can't help it, and God's going to open a door. And it's not to be harsh or anything. If you're flowing in the love of God, if you're flowing in the, in the prophetic flow and love of God, it's going to go well. Maybe not every time, but it'll be under His purpose. All right? And so... It shouldn't be just uncommon, but common and a regular occurrence. And the miracles, can I just say this, are the fruit. They're the fruit and the evidence of our position in the kingdom. Okay. So where are you walking in your spiritual authority? Where are you walking in your spiritual authority? I'm, that's going to be a rhetorical question for tonight to take home for homework. Where are you in, your, in the realm of kingdom authority in your life? And that doesn't, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that to challenge us, not to heap any condemnation on you. But where are we walking as a corporate anointing, as individuals? What does it look like? Right? Because the Lord wants you to walk in dominion. Like, what's inside of you should dominate hell. You don't need to know the name of the Spirit. You just dominate it because Jesus Christ is in you. Okay? Okay. And I'm just going to hit this list, and I'll knock us down. How am I doing? Whoa. Okay. There's several gateways. Ready? Several. But we're going to hit them quick. We're going to hit them quick. No, I got to because then I got to get to what I'm going to do and then we'll close it down. Get the crowd arguing with me. Several gateways that bring the miraculous into the earthly realm. Ready? Faith. We already talked. It's going to be a review anyway. Faith. It's the strongest and most consistent gateway. You walk by faith and not by sight. You don't walk by feelings. You walk by faith. You don't walk by, you know, as, as I partner with the word of God, as I partner with the word of the Lord and stand in faith, I mean stand, and above all stand against the schemes and the wiles of the enemy. We crack open. The Lord will crack open the miraculous. Do you believe me? <laughs> I got some people just nodding, but I'm not sure you believe me. I want you to, you can yell at me. Acts of obedience, number two. Acts of obedience. The Lord stirs your heart to action. This is super important. He, he, he stirs our heart to action and we move and the kingdom is unlocked through that realm 
And so we want to do that. We want to step into it. Yeah? We work with the angelic, number three. And I'm going to park here for a minute. Psalms 103 in verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heaven. Someone gives a, an offering online all the time at Psalm 103, 19. I don't know who it is because I don't look, but I'm going, every time it comes up, I'm going, they always give that. What is that? And I keep looking at it and at that. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word. That's messengers. So you're a messenger of Christ. God will establish you and he will excel you in strength. Listen to me. He's going to excel your strength in the miraculous. Who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts. You ministers of his, of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Where does God have no domain and nowhere right he has dominion over everything and so the angelic let's just talk about the angelic because if 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 the first time when the the church told me no and I had stopped I had to be persistent to push in if the first time I applied for a loan and they said no, no, God led me to the right bank and I had favor with the president of the bank. It was just right from the get-go. Just send me your stuff. It was the Lord. But I could have been deterred because I thought something different. And don't get me wrong, I had moments. But it was way at the end, I promise you. It was way at the end. I had two moments where I had to fight in my mind and say, God, is this you or am I pushing against what you don't want us to do? No, seriously. So God wants you to press into those things and he wants you to work. Just think about the word of the Lord. Believe the prophets and you'll prosper, right? Working with the Lord and working with the angels, and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his work in the midst of me trying to kick my way through doors. No, because he's looking for someone. Can I tell you the whole thing with the process of the buying and the building? I realized it this afternoon. It was the working of miracles. It was the working of miracles. It's for real. So we have to set ourselves and set our hearts in a position where God does those things and we have to push in a little bit or a lot bit. Sometimes it's a lot. And you're like, well, where's the ease of the glory? I don't know where it is. It's coming now. No, really. It came after. Like I said, when it, it came after we got in and got, once, the, once the, the deal was done, it's just been flow. All right? Decrees, number four, I guess. Decrees. I'm going to say this. Speak the word only. Come on. <laughs> I knew I'd get it. Come on. Speak the word only. If it's written in here, listen. If it's written in this book, I've got a better chance of grabbing it than if it came from a prophetic word that I can't find in the book. But I'm telling you, every word has been established in this book for us. And we have to set an atmosphere. This goes back to mindsets. What's the mindset in your mind that sets the atmosphere around you? You know, we can do worship and we can set an atmosphere in a room. I'm talking about what kind of atmosphere do you carry around you? Listen to me. It's so important you carry an atmosphere that is saturated and ready and fertile for miracles to happen, for God to move, to attract the voice of God in your life. Impartation, pericles, you know, can serve as a gateway too. You watch God do all kinds of crazy things through just general impartation. It can be a, a gateway for a miracle to happen.
laying on of hands, miracles happen. It's impartation. Because that which Christ gave me, I release it to other people. That which Christ gave you, you give it to other people. The gifts of the Spirit, prophecy included, of course, words of wisdom, working of miracles, gifts of faith, all these things are gateways, and we really don't focus on the, on the gifts. I encourage you, go back. We, we find it redundant when we, you have to find the gifts in Scripture, like in the book of Acts. Not in 1 Corinthians 12. Like, it lists them, but they're moved, like, all through the Bible. You can see it in Jesus' life. Words of knowledge. He knew their thoughts. When you know people's thoughts, God can touch people. I'm telling you, the prophetic gift is knowledge, wisdom, revelation. It all opens up to a realm of faith that you, you won't be able to touch. Come on, 2023, we're all pressing in to the gifts of the Spirit, to the seven spirits of God, so that God can move through a body and flow in the miraculous, and we make room for it. Amen? I already said the working of miracles, one of the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians. I already said that, but it involves human participation. Not all the time, because miracles can happen any single way. Right? But there's an act of faith. There's an act that you have to reach out into the faith realm. It's like I talked about with the, with, with the fishing rod before, remember? You're grabbing something from the faith realm and reeling it in. So that the Lord can do what he has to do. And the working of miracles sometimes requires unusual action, Right? Sometimes it's just something that the Lord will ask you to do, and it's simple, and it may seem insignificant, but it is God. It's God. And so we're going to ask the Lord to do something right now. And I just want you to go to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. Maybe just help me give people hope. Give people hope tonight. That's no, not that bad. Try to keep keep us under a certain time. What time that is, I'm not sure, but Mark chapter nine. No, ten, sorry. Verse 40, 46. It says, Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out into Jericho, his disciples, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, and I spoke about this briefly, but I just had to hit this again because there's something that the Lord wants to do. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he came and began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. <laughs> I love this. But the Bible says that he cried out more. He wouldn't shut up. He got more excited the more they told him to quiet down. Because they heard of a man. He heard of a man that was coming. And though he couldn't see him, listen to me, faith sees. Paul the Apostle says that he, it, the Bible says that he was in a meeting, that he was preaching the gospel, and he saw faith on, a, on, on someone over there. And in the midst of seeing the faith, he pulled them into a, the realm of miracles.
So many warned him to quiet, to be quiet. And I don't care what people tell you, you should get louder. He said, Son of David, have mercy on me. And so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Listen. The Lord, as we cry out for what we're going to cry out for right now, the Lord's going to call you forth. He's going to call you into the place where there's a miracle waiting on the other side for you. Seriously, everyone in this room, everyone in this room, doesn't matter what you're believing for. He wants to move us into a place where we're, we have a mindset for the miraculous. It says, Jesus stood still and commanded, commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying to him, be of good cheers. Rise. He's calling you. First they're telling him to be quiet. Now they're like, oh, oh, quick, get him out here. Get him over. And I want you to see this. This is so important. And throwing aside his garment, he arose and came to Jesus. Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said, Boni, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, go your faith. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus down the road. I love this. I love this story so much. There's two things, two major things. He just cried out. He would not let the Lord go by. He would not let the Lord go by until he received what he needed. He would not be quiet. And this is what got on me one night. I'm like, Lord, don't pass us by. Don't. Please don't pass us by. Please don't pass us by. And that should be our heart every day, every single day. Lord, don't pass me by. But the most important thing is that he took his, his cloak off. This is the most important thing. Because he took his cloak off it, that identified him as a beggar. Can I tell you, we, we have to have an expectancy that God's about to change who we are and how we see as we cry out to him and he says come because every one of us in this room God's saying come 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 as we cry out to him and say Lord don't go by have mercy on us every place where we can't understand how you work and what you do all our faults all the places where we don't understand you're looking to change our identity in those moments I'm telling you, he's looking to change. He's usually looking to crash and trash and take the very cloak that we wear, a beggar's cloak. We don't have to beg the Lord. It's a beggar's cloak. You don't have to beg him. <laughs> no one in this room has to beg him for anything. We were singing before. He has already he's going to he's already been he's been so so faithful and he's going to do what he says he's going to do over your life as you come into agreement with that word come what do you want me to do for you come on stand with me really stand let's just because God in all of who he is right now Right now in this place, God wants to release a realm of the miraculous in our midst. And it's going to be corporate. And some of you are believing things from the Lord, for the, from God. And He's going to do it. I don't know how He's going to do it. But He's going to do it. I don't know how He's going to do it. 
But as I cry out to him, he's going to come forth. He's going to perform the thing that he spoke over me. So, Father, tonight we just thank you. Lord, change. We move out of the place. We move out of the place of begging you for anything tonight. And we're asking that you change our mindsets. That's what we're asking for tonight. God, change our mindsets. Lord, give us a mindset that grows in all the things of God. I'm talking about the miraculous. Everything about who he is is miraculous. Everything about who Jesus Christ is in right now inside of you is miraculous. So we're asking the Lord, Lord, break the mindset that is stuck and won't change and open it up to a realm that we don't understand, but we're going into it and we're going to grow in it. You have to grow in it. And so as blind Bartimaeus took off the cloak, it was something that he sat in for decades. And Lord, I pray right now that you break decades of, of mindsets that are not kingdom. Break it right now in this room. Put your hands up and receive it right now like you're under arrest. I'm telling you, Lord, do it now. Lord, do it in me. Lord, forgive us for every place where we haven't trusted you. And Lord, shift us into a full kingdom mindset.